as a way of honoring the gospel, let us stand in body or in spirit as we listen for a word from God. This comes from John chapter 6. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I am them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe and who was the one that would betray him. And he said, for this reason, I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We are grateful this morning to have the Reverend Alicia Fisa May Wentler as our preacher. Pastor Wentler has retired from the New York Annual Conference, and we're glad that you're um, not completely fully retired, <laughs> that you can come and bring a word of the Lord to us. We are grateful. Welcome. Let us welcome Reverend Alicia. In Spanish, we never say retire. Somebody said retire is getting tired twice or change a tire. <laughs> we uh, use the word jubilee. It's time of the jubilee. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you for the opportunity of being in this place your holy place. And we ask, O oh God, that you speak to us. Help us and prepare us to hear what you have to say today. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Uh, when I first was asked to preach for this Sunday, of course, we uh, pastors right away, we read the scripture to see what it's all about. 
And uh, I said, wow, about Solomon, I never preached on this scripture lesson before. So it's new for me as it will be new for you. But as long as we preach about God, it's always good. Before the, um, the lesson today, um, we see a man who is completely devoted to the people and to God and to the history of the people and uh, took very seriously what he was asked to do. His father was very famous, David. And Solomon, in one way you see, I perceive him as someone gentle and quiet, but he had to be strong to do all the things that he did, and he was very wise. And I really became one of his uh, admirers for the way that he surrendered who he was and the way that he came and worked with the people and for the people. So before the, the scripture lessons today, uh, he invited everyone who was in a leadership position. It made me think of a general conference. And it's one, that's a wonderful thing to do because it's very important and it's very practical that when we as a church want to say something that is important to everyone, everyone is in the same place and hear the words at the same time so that there will be no confusion. Sometimes we hear something, we go back home, and then we remember differently. But it's wonderful when everyone hears at once for the same time and it also builds up the community and helps us as people of God. So Solomon invited all these people, all the leaders, and the, he came from the, the bigger groups to the leaders of each family to talk to them so they would be aware, informed of what was going on. This was a very, a very difficult time for the people. The, there was drought, there was uh, uh, problems with uh, the, 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 what they were growing were not, uh, they had a problem with that. They had gone through uh, the persecution and uh, the other uh, leaders uh, uh, coming and uh, so they were, they were going through fear, they were going through pain, they were going through uh, uh, so many changes and challenges 
And that would be enough to, to bring so much chaos for the people and all that. The animals didn't have enough to eat and the people didn't have to eat. Um, so it was a very hard time. So when they came together, we see Solomon rise up and start, first he raised his hands and he, he talked to God and he asked God, uh, first he started praising God and acknowledging who God was. And then he turned around and he started talking with the people. And uh, everyone was hearing the pain that, that Solomon was going through because of the people. The prayer uh, that we are seeing today reveals the believer's struggle that is trying to make sense of the many sad and tragic events that often broke into the lives of Israel for centuries and continues uh, to our time. It is in this context of struggling to respond religiously to difficult times that farms part of this uh, selectionary reading. In 1st King chapter 8 verses 41 to 43 says that foreigners who have heard from the God of Israel will travel to Israel. They will pray to God and will listen to them. This brings to mind the story of uh, Naaman in 2 Kings 5 who traveled to Elijah to be healed from his leprosy. And uh, being a foreigner, he turned to God to be healed. At that time and today, sometimes when tragedies strike, sometimes we blame somebody or some people. Foreigners sometimes are blamed for them. Often such convictions are rooted in deeply ingrained emotions of hate, fear, misinformation, believing that peace and prosperity will be restored if those people are expelled from the community. But for Solomon, we see how he not only thinks about those that are part of the people of God, the chosen ones, but the ones that were adopted afterwards to also be part of a community because in unity is the strength and we all are God's children. When we pray our Father, we mean that we are all God's children. It is a wonderful uh, thing to see how one man is able to bring together the people and those that will, he expects to come because 
they need to leave the place where they are not well and be part of that and acknowledge that the God of Israel that is uh, going to be in that temple, the temple that is being um, that that been uh, prayed over at this time. It will be a plain a place for all everyone who wants to come and be part of that. So I see I see Solomon as a wise leader, as a dedicated priest, and a trusted guide. And he doesn't talk about himself. He really became a channel of blessing for the people that he knew and those that will come in the future. Wow, what a vision. To extend and recognize that this place, going from that temple to this one, is a place where everyone is welcome. Everyone can come and offer the gifts of who they are. And they will be embracing and they will be embraced as a community. There are many times that we uh, locked out because we are not open to listen and to share with many people. It's much easier for the, the immediate family sometimes. But what a wonderful thing it is to be able to have that vision that there is no limit in terms of space, in terms of opportunities, in terms of embracing the gifts that all people are able to bring to the whole. I have had the opportunity in our denomination to be at many um, gatherings all over uh, the U.S. and outside of the U.S. for the Methodist denomination. And one of the best gifts that I received is the spirituality of the Native American people. It's not, I'm not able, even able to, to give you a, a true explanation of what it means to me. But I have been blessed to the experience throughout my life, working with people of different cultures, different languages, and sometimes just smile at, at, at them because I don't, I'm not able to communicate. But when you look at each other's face, you just feel something. That that is a gift from God to each and every one of us. So we thank God for that. And as we receive, we are called to give. 
And the best place to give is by being with our lives. And I would like to share something from John Wesley. I take religion to be not the bare saying over so many prayers, morning and evening, in public or in private, but a constant ruling habit of the soul, a renewal of our minds in the image of God, a recovery of the divine likeness, a still increasing conformity of heart and life to the pattern of our most holy Redeemer. Our Christian way of life is not for our own edification, but is to be a light to others. God dwells with us that we may extend visible shalom for all to see and indeed to participate in this new thing God is doing. May we walk as God's children of light so that the love of God will be known in us, from us, and through us. Amen.